Hello, and thank you for joining us on Two Steps Forward and One Step Back. Be sure to head over to our Instagram page, at twosteps.forward. That's the number two, not the word two. And follow us. And with that being said, let's get into this next episode. Are we starting? Let's start. I, th- I think okay. so. I think Let's we're starting start. now. Let's do this. <laughs> Hello, listeners. Welcome to Two Steps Forward, One Step Back. We have no plan. <laughs> Just if yeah, the, if you're supposed to at least sound professional. No, I feel like we were intentionally breaking that illusion at the beginning by going, are you starting or am I starting? I feel like that broke itself. It worked See, and then you explained it and then it didn't work. At least he's honest. That's something we want to cultivate here yes. on the See? on the two steps forward, one step back. See, we're, so that's we're explaining our deception. Why don't you tell our, our tell our listeners on the other side of the cable what our name is? So our name is two steps forward, one step back. We have Luke Reese Hello. and Landry. Uh, me and Reese are the the two steps forward, and Landry's the one step back. If you haven't noticed already, why didn't you let me say that? Well, it entirely depends because I make a lot of stupid jokes, and sometimes I'm the one. They're not step as stupid back. as mine. Literally. Find me. It all depends on if you've had a piece tea or not. That's that true is too. Very true. Indubitably. Yeah. Or indubitably. Is that like your guilty pleasure? The piece tea. Oh, it's not guilty. It's, it's just, just my full pleasure. on pleasure. It's, it's my the, it's the piece tea. Right, we are not sponsored. Just just putting that out yeah. there nope, for all nope, of you. No, nope. no. But go go get one. If you've never <laughs> tried it before, <laughs> go get a piece tea. Piece tea, not a sponsor. Yeah, the the just peachy. That's the best one. Oh it, my. It, it it makes you feel peachy. Just peachy. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Reese has a topic for us. Yeah, yeah, I do. So, so this week, basically, what we're going to be talking about, we're going to give a shot at talking about um, worship culture during a pandemic, Oof. both as worship leaders Oof. and as congregation members, because uh, for those who are new to knowing Luke Lee, uh, Luke Lee, and uh, this Luke is Leeson Luke Randry. Reese and Landry. For, the, for those of you who have just met us, which should be all of you, uh, we all go to Moody and we're all involved in various elements in worship leading and in being involved with worship as congregation Basically, members. Basically we're crazy busy. So if you ever want coffee, just forget about it. Well, no. If you want, if you if you want coffee, bring it to Landry, and he will eventually get distracted enough to go get coffee with you. That or just true. bring that, a piece no. That is true. You know I mean, what? If you guys want to meet for coffee, hit me up. I'll get coffee with you because I'll probably end up just throwing whatever I'm doing out the window. I can say that from experience. Anyway, yes. we're talking about so this worship culture. Yes, and you, Reese, ha- are actually. Your church is being planted this weekend. This is that week. correct? Yes, Heck this yeah, weekend. Brother. Yeah. Yeehaw. Yeah. So I, I am part of a church called Mission Bible Church, which is uh, about an hour outside of the city of Chicago. And they are doing a campus plant in the city of Morris, Illinois. And uh, I was very, <clears throat> very, very lucky to be hired as the worship resident, uh, which is kind of like a, a worship director position, but part time. Um and so we're planting uh, this weekend. Um, so yeah, I've got a couple different things to talk about from a leadership perspective. But I also want to hear what you guys have to say because, like, you guys lead as well. 
Right. And I also think we come from some different backgrounds. For That's instance, true. I come from more of a traditional church background and coming to Moody has been really interesting because I've gotten into the whole contemporary style of worship. So having those different types of views and then Landry, I know you have more of a, a contemporary, but you're also from Texas, which makes you, I don't know, cooler. Right. And um, so I'm sure like different things because you're, you're near Upper Room and a lot of those yeah. other churches yeah. down there. So there's yeah. a variety of perspectives here. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. And I come from more contemporary perspective, but the church I'm help helping lead and plant is like a contemporary conservative hybrid sort of situation. Mm. So we've mm. got a bunch of fun little different things and perspectives to work with here. Yeah. Quite a, uh, an intriguing predicament you find yourself in. Yeah. Um. So just from let's let's actually start. We've, we've talked about all the leadership stuff, but let's start from a congregational perspective because I feel like that's where most of the people who listen to this are going to sit. They're not going to sit in a leadership perspective. They're going to sit in a congregational perspective. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it'll be just an interesting conversation. Again, I announced this at the top. We have no plan. <laughs> um, yeah. Why not? That, yeah. I mean, structure is good, but yeah. I think it's <clears throat> it's almost more rewarding to have like the raw cut because then we're able to discuss things for the way they really are without, you know, having to kind of polish things up. Because I think when you polish stuff up, you lose a lot of that, a lot of the authenticity. And so we just, you know, to speak to you guys, our listeners, like we want this podcast to be as authentic as possible for you guys to be able to relate to. And so that's why it's raw. It may seem unprofessional at times. If you haven't met us, we're literally, I mean, that's who we are. We're unprofessional. We're unpolished. We're real. We're raw. We're fun. We're crazy. But we want to be able to like. We basically just want to give you like, this is a conversation between us and like the control room while we're producing a song. Yeah, like, totally. Literally we, yeah. messing around, talking about deep stuff. Yep. and yep. But we want to bring you guys into that with us. So we want yeah, you absolutely. we want you guys to feel like you're in the room right here with us without any disconnect. Because yeah. literally as we're talking tonight about worship in a pandemic and the disconnect and the struggle of that, all while we're doing that, we want to correct and mend some of that disconnect even in this podcast so yeah totally and i think it's also important that we recognize like this is just our control room conversation Hmm. you know this is just Hmm. something that we might say in passing so at the same token as we're talking about this like yeah take it into consideration but take it into consideration the exact same way you'd take into consideration a conversation you had with one of your friends Hmm. like we we are students at moody bible institute none of us are professors Nope. So we have opinions mm-hmm. and beliefs based yep. on experience, yep. but there are wiser people out there. And so there's a need for us also to recognize that. Sure. It's, it's more of a sharing our perspective as a peer. Yeah. And if, you know, if you guys are, any of you are Moody students, you know, fellow peers listening, like this is from a student perspective. So take that for what it is. Like, like Reese was saying, like it's from our personal perspective and we're expressing some of our thoughts and feelings towards a lot of these major topics for the purpose of other Moody students being able to relate, being able to uh, understand this thing with us, but also to bring unity. Yeah, totally. So starting off from just congregational perspective, let's start there. Um, 
Y'all won't be able to see this online, but let's just get a raise of hands. Who feels like worship has changed from a congregational perspective with Zoom and videos and screens as Ooh. opposed to being in person? Raise of hands in the room? That's oh. all three of the hands. It's unanimous. I expect <laughs> unanimous. that to be pretty close to that at home. Thou yeah. haveth thou haveth experienced such. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Let's go, Luke. Luke, we'll start with you. Give me some thoughts. What have you experienced as far as how it changed, how it feels now, changes that you wish would occur, Mm. stuff like Mm. that? So beginning of the pandemic, we learned, okay, we're going to have to get into Zoom land, and that's a scary territory, especially for our church. We didn't have as much of an online presence, um, although we did have a website, a Facebook page. It's it's a church about 150, 200 people, so we didn't need to have that online streaming of a service. We would post the the video a couple hours after the, the service was over for anyone who wanted to watch back or people who wanted to watch back or look at those things. But that was basically where we were coming at. So goes online, goes on Zoom. My dad, who's the, the pastor of this church, he had to preach um, the sermons. And because we didn't know what was going to happen, things were all up in the air. He didn't want to go to the church because there were still people there. Yeah, And so we actually got a green screen, stuck it in the, his bathroom, huh. and he filmed all of his sermons there. No Nobody way. knew Yo. he was at home. Yo. You're divulging major church secrets. This is. no Nobody tell. This is, this is top secret. As we but, put this on the internet. <laughs> as we put this out on the internet. But yeah, False no. reality. He was in his bathroom. It had the best acoustics, preaching yeah. all of his sermons there to the, to the toilet mm. seat. Amen. Uh, in the bathtub with the holy water. Oh Can I get word. an amen? Oh my word. <laughs> Again, everything's unplanned, people. So we're going to have things like that hey, happening. Hey, <laughs> exactly. Especially from comes, Landry. When it comes, I say it. I say it when it comes. There's no filter at all. Oh my. Okay. Nope. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> so yeah. So you, your family. Now, how was that? You Were you home when that occurred? And were you like involved with the church or were you just watching this? So a little bit of both. I wasn't, because I had a lot of schoolwork. I was a senior in high mm-hmm. school. I had a lot of things I was doing through that. Even though we had transferred online, all that was still happening. I was doing a bunch of debate planning and stuff at the end of senior year. Yeah. But I was able to help my dad with a lot of those things, which was really fun. So I got to help mix the audio for him and then put together the video, make sure the chroma key was working on our amazing green screen. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I got kind of got that. And then as we transferred out of it, we actually got back in person as fast as humanly possible. Hmm. Um, so it was, we were only in quarantine or only um, online for a couple months. And then we were able to go back in person. We started outside. Yeah. Which was really cool. So we did a lot of services outside, which was crazy. And then we eventually, we transferred inside. We've been kind of doing some half-masked services. And those mm-hmm. have been, yeah. those have worked quite well. Yeah. So tell us, as far as worship goes, tell us the dynamic there. Tell us the 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 nitty-gritty about the worship during that whole process. Yeah. Mm. Like specifically how it changed during yeah, the pandemic. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. what what was the transition like? How how do you think, I mean, pros and cons, just tell us. It was my worship leader in his house with a piano and a camera. And, a camera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and that's what it was. And uh, just the him? audio wasn't great. Just no. like in his living room? Mm. Just in his living room with a piano. And it transferred, things got better. Um, our church started to improve those things and we started mm-hmm. to get back into person and film them. But it was really hard, yeah. especially for a Sheesh. small church that is okay. so, it's yeah. so congregationally worship based. Yeah. yeah. We mm-hmm. sing hymns. We have an organ. 
we have all this. So it's very yeah. different. Than- yeah, and I've been to your church. It's a lot more liturgical mm-hmm. than most contemporary churches nowadays. Mm-hmm. And it, like there are pros and there are cons with that. It made it really hard, especially transferring online when you have like, you can't just mic up a couple worship leaders and, and make it and do it basically how it would be from a stage you know there are differences there so i'm curious to hear what you guys have to say landry how is it for you and your church um from a congregational perspective i mean i think as many if not most people can say you know for their churches if they're uh actively participating in their church during the covid you know pandemic when it hit my it was hard um my church is uh, obviously back home in Texas, it's a, it's a good sized church. It feels smaller because it's super easy to get connected. Everyone's super intentional to, um, with one another and it, it just feels homey. And so, um, it's easy to get plugged in. I was heavily involved before COVID hit. And so I think it was harder for me being more involved than a lot of other people. Uh, because I think <clears throat> obviously the people that aren't as intentional about church aren't as plugged in it doesn't directly affect them as much because they're like, oh, well, I mean, I wasn't that plugged in, so I'm not really missing out on much. But me being plugged in, I'm, I was missing out on really like a huge part of my, I mean, who I was as a high school student. Um, and so when COVID first hit, everything went virtual. So they still filmed at the church, but the doors were closed. So they would just do online, mm-hmm. like streaming live from the church. So the staff members, the worship team, the pastor, teacher, all of those people were still at the church as if it was a normal service. They just had the streaming, which is what a lot of churches did. But to really like hone in on what we're wanting to talk about here with this topic, the disconnect for me personally was, I would, I would use the word catastrophic Mm. because in my, in my spirit, And I've talked to a lot of other students here at Moody, friends of mine, even friends back home where worship is not as formative for them personally. And that's something I think is legitimate as far as like uh, different believers uh, experience the Lord in different ways with different significance or like different uh, to a different magnitude Hmm. than other things. Hmm. But for me personally, as a worship leader, as a musician, as someone who has led worship faithfully for so long, like... Worship is one of my most valued um, methods of really engaging with the Spirit and and connecting with the Lord. And so not having that, I mean, you could say, yeah, we had it, but it's we really want to like express this concept that you're not having it because yeah. biblical worship, worship, the, the, the way that God created it is not being practiced or expressed. I would argue uh, in the right way in through streaming it you know Mm -hmm. indirectly like you could still argue yes whoever it is in their living room is can still worship the lord but it's it's private worship it's solo worship which is still good but it's not the same it's It's a different kind of worship and so when we're talking about congregational worship it is (laughs) virtually impossible it is (laughs) wonderful pun there landry (laughs) thank you thank you um (laughs) no it is it's it's physically (laughs) also fun it's what am I trying to say? It's impossible to do through that. And so it was really hard for me to to be sitting in my living room watching it on television. And the I'm going to keep it short because I want to get to Reese and I want to hear what he has to say. But bottom line, 
the first thing that I think about, and I think this this can explain why there is a disconnect and why it's so hard, uh, is because of culture. So mm, yeah. our culture, our world, our society today is so technologically integrated and there's screens everywhere. Cell phone screens, computer screens, TV screens, TV shows, movies, everything. And so we cannot differentiate a Netflix show from church when church mm, is through on. the same medium as Netflix or yeah. whatever else we're doing, you know? And so, mm. and it's not our fault. It's because we're in a culture where that is so desensitized. Media mm. is so desensitized. Yeah. It's, it's such an integrated part of our lives that when church, which something that's so sacred, so important, so necessary is through the same superficial desensitized mediums, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a recipe for disaster. Like you literally it that explains itself why you could watch a church streamed online and feel nothing from it. Get nothing from it. Yeah. With worship, teaching, like yes, the I'm not putting God in a box. I'm not saying that our desensitized society is bigger than God because the spirit does still move. He does still speak. I've experienced even through the COVID pandemic, through these streaming services, through these online services, I've, fe- I've felt, you know, the, the presence of the spirit. I've, I've heard the Lord speak to me through it. And so he still works through it, but it's not uh, this design that we're talking about. And so all that to say, like long story long, I think it was definitely hard for me. Um, and so I think that, you know, my heart goes out to you guys who are going through this, trying to figure out churches, trying to connect with churches and trying to have gospel centered worship, congregational worship in this time. And so we'll talk about more like practical things later, but Reese moving on to you. Yeah. So for me, my church, my family, uh, both my parents are pastors. They pastor, um, what here at Moody is considered a fairly large church. I don't think about the size of it until I'm telling people that it's a church of 1500 people. Um, you know, it's yeah. like everyone, I say this and it, to me, it's not a big deal, but then everyone's like, Oh, so you go to a mega church. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Cause it just doesn't cross my mind, but both my parents are pastors. Um, so when, uh, when COVID hit, I was already incredibly involved in the worship team. Um, and so I just became even more involved in the worship team. I was on the worship team every single week. We had the same six people on our team every single week for two and a half months during the brunt of COVID when everything hit big time. Um, And then in addition to that, uh, there was a point in time where basically every single night my family was going live from our basement with just a mini church service. Wow. Like 45 minutes. Wow. And slowly over time, that number decreased to 45 or not to 45, but to, uh, to only Monday, mm. not, mm. not every single weekday. Why was it every single weekday? Because that was the, that was the ultimate vision. So my father's a senior pastor, so mm-hmm. he had a vision and we were going to execute it. Um, so what he wanted to do, um, and he just has an absolutely amazing heart for his congregation. I, I absolutely love his vision. Um, but he wanted to, you know, as everyone was so disconnected, he wanted to get everybody, he wanted, so it was live streamed from our basement. So our congregation would come on and we would, everyone would go to Facebook live and they would be interacting. And so it was just different, just small doses of spiritual nourishment every single night. 
because mm. there was just so quickly a, a tangible um, spiritual deficit that was felt, if you will. Mm-hmm. Not to say that God couldn't work, sure. but right. that because sure. um, this is something that uh, my my father uh, used in some sermon when I was significantly younger. Um, <laughs> but it was this phrase: uh, "Familiarity breeds complacency." Mm-hmm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And Ooh. so this is what I think. Uh, in addition to um, all of the other issues that have been caused by COVID as far as worship goes. I think that's really where a lot of the heart is. Yes, we still have the issues of congregational worship uh, is not occurring because everybody's doing things on Zoom. And that's not true for every single church. Some churches are back in person. Some are still on Zoom. Right. You know, and it's not true for everybody. It's really on a case-by-case basis. But what we felt at the beginning, really what's begun to set in and is set in even harder now mm-hmm. is the fact that the there's that there's that lack of congregational worship and because we've become so familiar with it like yeah in the early stages people would still they'd be engaging with the spirit on like that first week of covid they were like well we're not going to be in church but we're going to be super intentional mm-hmm. and then week after week after week after week Shoo. passed and the familiarity breeded complacency hmm. and this is one of the things i didn't feel that impact quite so early on because I was still on a worship team. I was still leading for the first two and a half months. I was still doing it throughout the summer. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel that until I came back to Moody and chapels were online. Hmm. I was like, Hmm. Oh, I don't feel the need to participate in chapel. For those of you who aren't aware here at Moody Bible Institute, uh, there used to be, we used to have three chapels a week on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at the 10 o'clock to 11 hour of the day. And we would all go and participate. That was one of the, uh, the basically, yeah, mandatory elements of, uh, life at Moody. Um, and so when COVID hit and we came back for our first semester in person after COVID, they started doing online chapels. And that's really when I started to, that, that complacency started to breed Mm -hmm. in my, not just Mm -hmm. like, not just a mental thing, but it began to breed in my soul. Hmm. You know, just this, like this it's yeah. Just this, uh, you, I forget it was you who pointed it out, Landry, who, uh, the, the Netflix, all of this, it's like, Mm -hmm. it, it becomes like church TV. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so because we're so familiar with the format, yes, we can engage in it, but then after we've become so familiar with the format, mm-hmm. you know, even more familiar than we were before, and now this is how church is delivered, complacency breeds to the point where we're like, Yeah, yeah, I think I can I can watch church and then do some work at the mm-hmm. same time. Oh yeah, and even like speaking from like personal um just example, like going to chapels and stuff, when I'm online most of the time I'm Doing like watching else. the chapel in one screen and yep. like editing something else mm-hmm. in another screen. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like that's what I'm doing most of the time. And it's so hard because we've had a couple of chances to go with like limited capacity in person. Yeah. And it's so beautiful. It's yeah. so beautiful to be worshiping yep. with the people of God in person. And it's crazy to see that difference and how, like you said, there's just a certain complacency when we watch something online, especially when it has to do with worship and, and, music for that matter yeah yeah and with the disconnect and without even realizing it we tell ourselves okay well if i'm watching this chapel service or even this church service whatever whatever it might be if it's 
televised or on a screen or pre-recorded or whatever, we tell ourselves, I'm disconnected from this. I don't feel connected. And we associate that with not even attending or, or participating at all yeah. because it's the same amount of disconnect. Whether we watch it or we don't watch it, it's the same amount of disconnect. Mm. And you could argue, yeah, you're seeing it happen. You're seeing what's being sung. You're hearing what's being sung. You're, you're experiencing it. But are you really participating? Because yeah. at that point, you're no, you're no better off than not even watching it at all. If your heart mm. is multitasking yeah. or not connected. Yeah, and so that's, that's what we do without even realizing it. We realize, oh, well, I'm not, I'm not connecting to this. So it's no different if I just don't watch it. Yep. And I've had that thought process without even, like I've looked back on it and realized it, but I've had the thought process of, oh, I mean, there's this, this Zoom call discussion lectureship or whatever on, on Canvas right now but I'm not going to get anything from it because I haven't before. Yeah. So I don't have to worry about it, hmm. you know, cause I'm yeah. not going to, I'm not going to be benefited from this because of the media plausibility structure right. that we talked about earlier. And so I think that's a huge element that I, I just, you know, over the past several weeks have realized. Hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious. What do you think we can do as churches? I know things are starting to get better. We're starting to get back more and more into person, but yeah. Looking Shout at out to it. Texas. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I don't know if y'all have heard, but if you've been living under a rock. The Texan over here. Yeah. Go, go, cool go figure out else. how Texas is. We vibing down there. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's crazy. And you think all the people that were kind of on the edge of just like barely coming to church, all of them are going to stay online. Yeah. Yeah. We totally. are going to have a very, even when things open up and when people are coming back, it's going to be so easy to be like, Oh, I'll just sleep until 1030 and then just watch the service in bed. Yeah. It's going to be so easy. And those people who are considered like nominal Christians are going to do that. Yeah. And then you're going to get to like 1.5 speed as they're like scrolling through this sermon because they yeah. just want to get through it to say, yeah, they did their yep. Christian thing. So I'm curious for you guys, what is something you think that we can do better with our online services in order for people to engage with them better. So we're talking like practical yeah, ways to practical ways. to fight against this, to fix it, to change it. Also at that same token, are you talking as leaders or as congregation members? Ooh, that's a good question. Ooh. I'd like to hear from both. Both. Okay. Yeah. Cool. We'll do a crash course quick on both. Sick. Who wants to go first? You I'll go, go first. first. You go okay. first this time. I yeah. think you got it. Everyone pointed at and referenced me, so <laughs> I'm going. Everyone as um, in me and Luke. <laughs> yes, everyone, the three of us. So... um, as far as congregational, um, firstly, learn how you meet the Lord. Hmm. People do it differently. It's one of the first things that they like. If we have a class called Spiritual Life and Community, and it's one of the things, at least for me, it was discussed in my class all the different ways that people interact with the Lord. Some people meet the Lord through liturgy. Some people meet the Lord through nature. Some people meet the Lord through worship. For me, it's through worship. That's one of my biggest ways that I meet Him. Um, and so, like, in my personal experience, what I have a tendency to do um, is if I'm participating in a chapel from a distance, you know, from a screen position, I will, especially for music portions, I will pull out my guitar and I will play along with it yeah. because it forces me to be thinking about it. Yes. And by doing that, I'm intentionally engaging. Come on. I, I, uh, there's just this subconscious routing that sets me up to be engaging in the Holy Spirit. Ooh. And so that's how it works for me. So for some of you, some of you listeners, uh, for those who find the Lord in nature, 
it might be, okay, I'm going to go listen to church, but I'm going to go to the park. Ooh. And I'm going to, or I'm going to go to the, uh, you know, whatever nearest forest or something like that. Mm. I'm going to get out into the place where I'm already set up to meet God so as to meet him more effectively and actually benefit from this, uh, this mm. church service, which I've been treating as church TV. Hmm. So, yeah, so that's my suggestion is set yourself up for success. Figure out where you already meet the Lord and maximize on that. Yes. So as a congregation member, that's my suggestion. Um, As a worship leader, that's it's it's an entirely different ballpark, you know, because there's so much I can do to engage the people in the room. But it's so hard to engage the people online because they're watching the exact same thing that I'm producing for the room, but it doesn't always translate. Mm. Right. So it's a completely different game to try and play. And so really what one of the things that I've come to realize is that as a worship leader, I can't force the people online to engage. Mm-mm. Yes, amen. I can encourage amen. them to engage, but I cannot force them to engage. Yeah. So as much as I might want to say, worship leaders, here's what you do. Here's the magic solution. All I can say is encourage them. That's, maybe, that's, maybe you just encourage them to do like what you said earlier, right. congregationally, like encourage them to seek out the ways that they experience the Lord. Because yeah. I don't think that's talked about much either. No. Um, I think specifically on Moody's campus, yeah. what it is, mm-hmm. and like pretty much every chapel has been like this. Hey, Moody students, um, I, I no, know this is a hard, hard time, yeah. all the COVID yep. and the pandemic, but we're going to come here and worship. And you're going to watch. And you're going to watch. And it's like this sad thing like that of yeah. like, we need to, like you said, participate in this worship. And if mm-hmm, we yeah. like nature, go out to the three trees in the city and yeah. sit under a tree in a <laughs> hammock. four. Okay, four, whatever. There are four on campus. <laughs> Five in the whole city. <laughs> Where's the other one? I want to I wanna go to that one. <laughs> it's in my room. Wait no, a minute. <laughs> it's crazy. Wait a minute. Anyway, picking up on your point. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's like we need to take those times. And I, I think that would be really encouraging Yeah. Um, as, as we lead chapels and stuff like that to encourage people. Find a place where you can have undistracted devotion to God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Landry. Yeah. So I would say, first of all, on a congregational, uh, standpoint as a congregation member, um, in light of what, cause I fully would back up what Reese just said. Like if you miss what he said, rewind it and listen to it again. Cause it's good. And then what is this on tape or something? <laughs> yes. Well, there's a, there's a button you can, you, <laughs> you, can press. you, you forgot that there's a rewind button. That's true. Really, you just drag the marker. Anyway, hey, hey, he's deleted the play button on some of our recording <laughs> oh, technologies right. before, so this you're is used, normal for him. used to deleting those buttons. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, I would say in light of what Reese said, I think it's um, it's so important to have community because we need to think about yeah. what congregational worship even is. Yeah, It's worship side by side as brother and sister as the body of Christ. Yeah. And it when you take mm. away the body, I mean, it like I said, it's just solo worship. It's you yeah. and the Lord, which is great, it's beautiful, it's necessary. Yes. But it's not congregational. And so, if we're going to talk about having congregational worship, you got to seek out the body of Christ. And so, if you're not getting it on the screen, you know, the worship set, 
find it outside yeah. of it. Hmm. Like, yes, figure out the ways that you um, worship and experience the Lord, but also find those brothers and sisters. Yeah, come on. Either seek either community. watch it, seek community. Either watch yeah. it in a group of other people or watch that and don't think of it, think of it as supplementary. Don't think of yeah. it as replacement. This is not your core church that you're watching online. This is supplementary. This yeah. is this may be now an element. So think of it now. We're adapting. This this church service that we're streaming online cannot be our core center, um, main source of the body of Christ because it it, yeah. it simply isn't anymore. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Until we get back together in person, it's mm-hmm. just not. It's supplementary. So seek out elsewhere the body of Christ. Yeah. Go to your friends. Go to your family. Whoever, what other ever wh- words. <laughs> whatever community you have around you seek that out yeah cultivate that bring those people together in your household at a park and really like just commune with one another worship with one another teach with one another just get together in a group and be like all right who has the word today Hmm. you know who who is feeling the spirit prod and and poke them and and who who is the spirit speaking to and then preach I mean, we all have the spirit within us. And so I'm not going to dive in, into the, you know, gifts of the spirits and stuff, but, or gift of the, gifts of the spirit, but we all can speak with one another and we all have the gift of telling what the spirit is doing in our lives. Yeah. Hmm. Like that's all that teaching one another is. It's taking what the spirit is teaching us and encouraging one another right. in the word. Right, and the yeah. and the thing with online stuff too is the fact that I can go online and find the best sermons from all over the world, yeah. the best worship from all yeah. over the world, but community, I can't you go can't online and just find Mm-mm. community. Mm-mm. I need to go to my brothers and sisters in Christ, exactly. to my yeah. neighbors in my neighborhood, to yeah. the mm-hmm. people around me, even in the midst of hardship and some fear, mm-hmm. and yeah. go despite that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And at the same token, I would say even like, yes, for the congregational worship element, but for all of the congregational elements. Like there are so many commands in the Bible, love one another, confess your sins to one another. You can't do that without one the one another, another one another, one it another, requires, one another. It yep. requires other people. Yep. And that's one of the things that COVID has also allowed people to get complacent on because mm-hmm. there's always an excuse not to go. Yeah. Hmm. But that could be an issue for a later date. Yes. Yeah. So, so to, to sum up the congregational worship element that I was mentioning we just have to, as an encouragement to you guys, we have to view all of these virtual church elements in a different way. We have to still value them, still participate in them, but we have to see them in a different light. They, they're they not the main form of church because at this point, it's not church anymore. It's supplementary. Uh, supplementary. Uh, and so seek out one another, seek out community, seek out the body of Christ, which the church is, is within the body of Christ. Exactly. Yeah. It's not a building. It's not a place. Y'all have heard it before. Yep. It's the people Come that on. make up the body of Christ. He says, you know, um, Christ says in scripture, even John talks, uh, to the church in Corinth about us being different body parts of Christ. And so seek out the body parts. Can I get an amen? I'm I, never mind. <laughs> So okay. what I would say in a, a leadership standpoint for those of us that um, have a leadership influence, 
Guys, stop laughing. You're going to make me laugh. <laughs> Seek out the body parts. That's going to be the name of this episode. No. <laughs> no, we're not, because I get to name it before it goes up. It's true. We'll make sure to delete this fair part. Enough, fair enough. Cut it out. No, 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 no. All of Landry's no, ramblings. No, 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 no. Remember, remember, that's one of our key tenants. Don't mute we me. We are uncut. Don't mute oh, me. man. Anyways, so leadership aspect for all of us that are um, that have the incredible responsibility of leading the church not just responsibility but the the ability the privilege to, yeah you get to it is a responsibility yes. but it's also a privilege yeah. yeah i was gonna say don't neglect that no this for is sure. a, this is a calling god is using you don't neglect that element amen um so yeah also in light of what we said because it was also good um i think that it's it's our job i mean and Growing up, I growing up in a church where I was involved in worship, I was always taught this from my mentors, from uh, the worship pastors in my church, that worship leaders are no different than the leading teaching pastors of the church. Come on. The only the only variation is we are preaching and pastoring and ministering and shepherding through the means of music. Mm. It's mm. like we've said, worship yeah. isn't just music. Leading worship isn't just leading worship. It's pastoring. It's ministering. It's shepherding. And so yeah. as we're doing this, we need to continue to, if we're leading virtual sets or we are disconnected from the other members of the body as we're leading, we need to not lose sight of our ability and responsibility to, to shepherd. Hmm, and yeah. so we need to speak to these things. We need to address the fact, not saying, I know it's hard guys, but just We'll get through it. No, but encouraging being like, I know that this is gonna, is gonna not, uh, fulfill the church of Christ, the participating in the communing of saints, the way it's designed to, but I'm, I'm addressing that this is outside of God's biblical design for the church. And I'm speaking to you as a body, as a, uh, the body of Christ, as members of the body to go seek out community, to go find out how you experience the Lord and to walk in those things, to live in those things in a daily basis until we can gather together again. It's just like we do, you know, whenever we're with the body of Christ, what do we do? We come together and we remember and we look to the second coming, right? We're like with communion, with partaking of communion, the elements. Mm -hmm. What is that? That is us taking the elements and saying, we partake of this until we can eat together with Christ. So it's the same thing. If we're in a pandemic, we're all separated. Hey, until we can be together again as one body, seek out one another, hmm. love one another, hmm. be intentional with one another, because there's no way you can be intentional with this disconnected medium. So address that, acknowledge that, minister to your people through that hmm. disconnect. Yeah. It's not impossible. Yeah. And again, some churches are not entirely online. Some churches are entirely right. in person. So there's mm-hmm. also the reality that yes, well, you know, we're dropping all these, like, here are all the different things you can do. Some of you guys are doing a killer job. Oh, right. absolutely. absolutely. And even some of you online churches, right. you're doing a killer job yeah. as well yes. and providing resources and encouragement for your congregation and what to do to grow as the yeah. body of Christ with small groups, with other things, with just finding times throughout the week to get together and foster community. Yeah. And Amen. It's such a good thing. So, yeah. 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 This is not pure criticism, people. No, it's right. not. It's it's just to 
simply address these things that need yeah. to be addressed. I think it's yeah. important, mm-hmm. not for confrontation or criticism, but for, hey, we need to start thinking about these things practically. Mm. Like, yeah. how are we doing? Are we doing well? What are we doing well? What can we improve on? And like, I can, I can say personally, my church back home, obviously, since it's in Texas, we are meeting together again. But as Reese was saying, we still have some people that are online because we're still streaming. Even though yeah. our, we're open, we are still streaming because that's a, uh, it's still a reality. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, thank you guys. This has been such a good time of just yeah. discussing the different yeah. parts of being online with the church. Any last things? Reese. Apparently, I have to talk now. Well, you don't have to. I was, just, I was giving you the spotlight first. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I just want to encourage y'all. Like, seriously, you what anybody who's doing church leadership and anybody who's in the congregation, we are facing new elements of being in the church that have not been faced hmm. in quite some time, if, if at, at all. all. Yeah. Like the the nearest thing I can think of is early church persecution, not being able to meet together in mass, but even then they still met in houses. So there's the, what we're dealing with are entirely new fronts. Churches in our last big pandemic in 1920 wouldn't have even had the option to go online. So Mm. this is a completely new front. So everybody, not just your leaders, not just your congregation members, like seriously, what you're doing is already incredible in nature. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So don't discount that. This is what we're doing here. Is just we're talking about it. That's it. Right. That's all we're doing. We're talking about different issues that we've noticed. Yeah. That's the whole point of what we're doing here. And I think it's so important. Maybe not even issues, but challenges. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, That's a better word. Thank you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I got you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's my one thing is I just want to encourage y'all. You're doing something that's inherently ridiculously difficult. Yeah. And I think as just a church collectively, we're doing a really good job. Hmm. And this is just addressing challenges and ways we might be able to make it better. Mm-hmm. That's great. Landry, what do you have to say to wrap up? So I really want to want to go out by saying this. And I, for those of you that don't know me, I tend to be, I tend to lean more towards optimism in most situations. I tend to be a glass half full kind of guy. Um, and with this whole pandemic, like I've, I've hit rock bottom multiple times. I've been at lows in this pandemic mm-hmm. as most, if not all of us have. Yeah. But through it, I've seen the Lord in so many different beautiful ways that I wouldn't have seen otherwise. And I think that that's the very point I'm trying to make, that I want you guys uh, to kind of start to walk in. And I would encourage you and plead with you to walk in is just kind of a different perspective of the pandemic. Like, yeah, reality is it's here. You know, it might suck. It might be hard. Um, you might have known people personally that have... Um, been lost because of the virus. Um, there might be, you might might have been forced to move. You might have lost your job. I mean, I can't even begin to understand all of the um, the life changing, life altering uh, challenges that so many of you have gone through. Yeah. But the reality is, like, nothing happens by accident. We were just talking to a friend right before we recorded this podcast. 
all of the the worst things in our life happen for a very and they don't just happen for a reason they happen for a very specific intentional reason come on um mm-hmm. for our growth for our development it says all throughout scripture the one i'm going to mention is james consider it pure joy whenever you face trials of many kinds for yep. you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance we can only grow in our faith and in our knowledge and affection for the lord when we go through suffering Come no on. other way no other way and it's not even that suffering is uh, a possible way to grow it is the only way to grow hmm. in the sense of like uh growing through like perseverance in trials i'm not saying growing in our faith like we grow in our yeah. faith through so many different ways but right. the only way to grow in perseverance is through trial right so yeah. come on so I I encourage you guys to view this pandemic and I think this will help us cultivate community again. Cultivate um beautiful um intentional congregational worship if we view the pandemic from a positive perspective, from the Lord working. And I I'll I'll close with this. My church um this is the way I'm explaining it. My church went through a, essentially a purging through the pandemic. Like obviously mm. when, like I was saying earlier, when we went virtual with TV, those people that weren't really invested, they started watching, but they weren't really connected. They felt disconnected from that. So they just completely disconnected. Huh. Yeah. They never came back. So we, we got rid of the people that weren't intentional, that they were kind of um, stunting the growth of our church. Hmm. But out of it, it brought so many more people because they were able to access our church in ways that they couldn't have if the pandemic had not hit. Yeah. Hmm. And so the Lord, hmm. like if you just open your eyes and it's not even your own work. If you, if you ask the spirit to open up your eyes and see all of the, the things that the Lord has done through this pandemic, as hard as it's been, like you'll, you'll begin to notice incredible radical things that the Lord has been is doing and will continue to do yeah, come on. through the biggest and hardest things in, in hmm. our life. So hmm. yeah, keep, keep fighting, chugging through this with one another and in the spirit, but yeah, see it through, through a different light. Yeah. The Lord gives us strength to persevere through these trials and he's going to use all of these things for good. Just being at college as, as a freshman, there are so many relationships that I wouldn't have had if it wasn't for these difficult times that we've been put in. I don't think us three would have been the group that we are now without all this craziness and being able to come up here and do podcasts, produce music, worship the Lord together in chapels. Like it's just a testament to how God works regardless of the circumstances around us. So just in a practical step, I want you as whether you're a worship leader, whether you're a congregation, whether you're a student like us, like go out, reach out, grab coffee or peace tea with a friend. Amen, brother. And just continue to foster and develop this community that is the church. Yeah. Um, Thank you so much, guys. This has been a pleasure.
Thank you for joining us on Two Steps Forward, One Step Back. Be sure to join us next week. New episodes drop every Saturday at 12 p.m. CST. We'll see you next time.